Maybe. Now our our, uh, our views have been going downhill since. <laughs> downhill. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were gonna say uphill. I thought you were no. gonna say skyrocketing after Drunk Pod. Uh, no, not yet. Damn. Drunk because Drunk Pod only got um. I think like last time I checked, it was only like twenty one views total. That's that's decent. Yeah, but half. How of many of the, how many times from... did you listen? Well, I listened like for part. <laughs> I listened to part of it on mine. Like I skipped around to a few different sections, and then Eric and I. Uh, what did we do this weekend? We took we had like kind of a decent drive somewhere, and she wanted to listen to it, and so I was like, fine. So we listened to it on hers, which is another view. So, what were her yeah. thoughts? Uh, she's like, I know way too much about Adam now than I care to know. <laughs> she likes it. She enjoys it. I mean, she like the political stuff was boring to her. So she liked that. Like, you know, there wasn't really too much of that. She like, yeah. just likes us like bullshitting and stuff like that. Yeah. That was a fun one. I felt like, yeah, we were all just hanging out on a Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. I like the concept of having those guys join us. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. It was a regular night out. Hopefully can get a little more relaxed. Oh God. How <laughs> uncomfortable was he? That was so funny. Not yeah. even drinking too. That that, would, that disappointed me. Tom, uh, Tom brings the energy though. He brings as much energy as Tom can bring. <laughs> I, he, I, he was a little liquored up for that too, so yeah. that helped. I think if it was a normal day, I don't know if he would have been as peppy, but it definitely helped. I think if Steve is normal, Steve, it'd be that much. Like we need him to bring a little bit more next so time. Steve, when you when you hear this, when you're all caught up, we want your A game next year. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I think once he knows. A, I think he knows. He was nervous. He could, for whatever reason, like God knows why, but well, he seemed nervous. As outgoing as we've seen him in the past, one thing that I've always known is that when it come, whenever it came to like speaking in public or doing something in front of a lot of people, especially yeah. at work, he would always say like, "Dude, I'm, I am shitting myself. I'm so nervous. I hate yeah. just be so like. I guess like the idea of him speaking in a way in front of other people he doesn't know because everyone else can listen to this." Um, can be kind of weird at first, but I'm sure I think, he'll I, I think get you used reassured to it. him now that the only people that listen to this podcast are, you know, either on the show with you or in the immediate <laughs> family thereof. Yeah. So I, I think I think the nerves will settle yeah. the next time we uh, we do that. What so did you we'll, guys we'll think overall that episode though? I thought it was fun, a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think yeah. I thought it, like could have been like it would still have been funny, but it could have been like just incoherent you know what i mean just babble but i thought we did a good job of like actually doing like segmenting the show out and yeah i thought so know. yeah it was didn't, funny. Uh, didn't barstool do like right when covid started like a drunk friday cast night pints thing? or something like yeah, that yeah is that yeah. still yeah, going on they did i don't know i never, sure. never listened to it uh, i never listened to it either but i think like it started with like um kfc in fights and then grew to like literally they would have everybody take turns calling in like three or four at a time, which is a pretty cool concept. They had some like celebrity guest appearances Did they? too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hopefully that's hey, about as deep into my personal life as we get. But <laughs> other than that, I thought I don't know it was, if we can get much fine. deeper unless no. we're going deep into your brain. Yeah. We'll stay we'll we'll refrain from that as long as we can. But I was Erica said she could tell I was drunk. I, dude, I was. That's what I was just gonna say. I was drunk. Yeah, I sounded. I, like I definitely sounded day, pretty yeah. tipsy. We guys are pounding whiskey, so no wonder. I, I well, felt okay, like the end of the game. And then I poured another tall whiskey, and then I drank that. And I was like, I'm not gonna sit here with an empty drink. So it was the last whiskey that put me over the top. Mister yeah. Mister 120 over there. <laughs> 120 <laughs> proof. For me, 120 proof. Well, I know, right? <laughs> what do you? Yeah. What What kind of bourbon are you drinking? Let me. Uh, let me grab it. I got like a little swill left in the bottle. <laughs> 
Okay. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a, uh, uh, speaking of, actually not speaking of anything that we just talked about, um, congrats on becoming a parent, Ty. Oh yeah. So it's, um, parent. I don't know if it's Puppy gonna parents. Knob yeah, Creek. It's, Knob Creek. It's back, right. So it's Knob Creek, I guess like one of their select bourbons and I had no idea it was 120 proof. Is it, good, still, is it good though? It was very good. Yeah. Like I think I told Adam maybe like two or three weeks ago, I was like, dude, maybe I just, I just don't drink a lot, but like, I got this new bottle of whiskey and like, I'll have one and I'm buzzing. And he's like, Oh dude, you probably just don't drink as much. And then I poured one Friday, I'm like dude, 120 proof. And then I look at my bullet right next to a bullets, 90 proof. Yeah. So it's a pretty significant difference. Yeah. I, my problem was I drank it all way too fast. Yeah. I think that's why I got, cause like normally three, I think I had three martinis and then like, uh, I started with one on the rocks. Normally, that's you know well. Martini my... or Manhattan? Manhattan, but a Manhattan's a whiskey martini. Yeah, it's so okay. Much, you, you're throwing yeah. me off. I don't know if you switched to being a martini no, guy. No, no. So I had three of those and like another drink. Normally, like I can, that's fine for me. I'll, I'll go to bed and I won't feel that crappy next day. But yeah, I just like Erica was out actually, so I was just by myself here. So I stopped recording, like immediately ran like ate something because I was so hungry, and like. <laughs> kind of just passed out the rest of the night so yeah it was fun we'll do a monthly occurrence for sure yeah yeah we'll just have yeah. to pick a date like after you know soon we'll just pick a friday and like all right this is it if you can make it great if not then it'll just be the three of us so yeah either way uh jared i don't know if you heard me i was congratulating tyler on his uh introduction to parenthood yeah Puppy dude that's parenthood. let's make let's make that the first topic yeah so you decided dude. to go for a dog tell us more total spur of the moment decision i was gonna say really? i feel like total now, spur of the moment decision. correct me yeah. if i'm wrong ty i i feel like when when dogs have come up in the past and we've all talked about this at times like we all love dogs it'd be great i you know an ideal world everyone would have a dog but like there's a lot of different parts of life mm. that get affected when you do have one so i feel like we were yeah. all on the same page for a while where like i want to avoid having a dog as long as i can so when you showed us the picture i was a, i was a little surprised i really was so yeah, yeah i want what was what yeah. was the spontaneity with that well i was never in like the i, I want to wait as long as i can to have a dog like I, I just you know when we talked about it the obvious stuff came up where it was like i just wasn't you know when i was living in rhode island i just wasn't ready to like make that sacrifice of having to worry about it if i go out with you guys you know what i mean yeah yeah but uh i mean i dude i've wanted a dog so fucking bad for so long and like i don't know the, but since i've been here i've just been thinking about it more and more and there's really nothing at this point holding me back from doing it like getting a dog the only thing that i that i've been struggling with is like fuck like i do want to go home you know what i mean yeah. a few times a year etc like what am i gonna do um and I was just like, you know, Dan, I can fucking make every excuse in the book. I'll always be able to come up with an excuse not to do it. But I yeah, was yeah. just like, I know it would make me like a lot happier having a dog here. Um, well, and especially, especially with, while you with guys the, are home and all that. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're sub like semi quarantining still, like even in Rhode Island, it's in, in mass, like, you know, obviously we can go out and do some things, but it still feels weird. So there's really no better time to have a dog. Especially yeah. you guys have a yard and every, like you guys have like a decently sized yard or like a yeah. small yard. So, I mean, and, and that's my biggest hang up. I would love to get a dog and I've been fighting that battle for like a couple of years now, trying to hold off the dog thing. Just cause like, I don't know. I don't want to have a dog in a small apartment. 
I agree. I, I wouldn't have done it. You know what I mean? If her and I were still in an apartment, I definitely wouldn't have. No, yeah. Because um, this dog is going to be, you know, a fucking full-grown lab. It'll be it's a, a lab. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. things are big, um, but great dogs, but, too. I mean, I, I've never heard of a – is a red lab? Is that what you yeah. said? Yeah. Never heard of that. that that's, a, that's a first. They're, they're kind of rare. They're kind of rare. I say, that, that was cool looking. Yep. Yep. She's going to be fucking expensive, but I was just like, you know, I, I love labs. I want a lab. Yeah. No one, I want a lab. So I was like – we were literally out at fucking Barcelona. That's you should go. Have you been there in um, Boston, Jared? No, but I've heard great things. Yeah, you should go. Um, we is went. It, to is it the same chain? Yeah. Yep, oh, I didn't same know chain. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard um, good place for wine and tapas. Tapas, tapas central. Yep. So we we were there, and how was the I, bread? Oh, phenomenal! <laughs> phenomenal. It great really memories was. with the bread. It really was. Um, but like her and I, like all the time, we'll go back and forth and. She'd be like, you know, can we at least look for a dog? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then she's like, we'll find one. And I'd be like, all right, let's get it. And then she'd be like, all right. And I'd be like, no, nah, actually, we, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. <laughs> but this time I was just like, yeah, like reach out. If they, they're saying they got one girl left, like reach out. Just see what they say. Got back to us immediately while we, had, while we were at dinner. And they were like, uh, yeah, there's one left. You know, it's $2,000. You got to put 200 bucks down. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I wasn't expecting her to come back immediately wow. like this. Yeah. I just was it a breeder it. that you reached out to? Yeah, it was somebody okay. on, it was some breeder on Craigslist. Um, and I was just like, fuck it, do it. Do it before I say no. But you know, the, the real funny part, which my dad was giving me a ton of shit about, is hopefully my landlord doesn't listen. It is... I, I was going to say, is your landlord lease. cool with it? Ooh, not allowed in my lease. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no. yeah, not allowed in my lease. But, um, I mean, nah, we're, we're, we're pretty much like, <laughs> um, yeah, if I'm homeless, whatever, I'll make it Yeah, work. whatever, no biggie. Um, yeah, but, A, my, my landlord's kind of a dummy, kind of clueless, like, has only ever been to the house if I've called him over. Yeah, um, they have to give you notice, too. Like, they can't just pretty sure you can't just stop uh, by, to, get, right? to go in the house i'm, yeah, I'm to go in the house yeah i'm yeah. not worried about it my lease is up in january it's only a few months um and then yeah you know, likely her and i are going to buy a place so i'm like I, nice whatever it's not that big of a risk so. yeah there's an eviction moratoriums right now right i can't get <laughs> that's you what i was street. thinking too i was like <laughs> i wonder if i could like throw that out there and be like dude it's covid you can't fucking evict me <laughs> yeah you probably could I honestly, I, I was playing it out in my head because, of course, I'm like, you know, as soon as I make the decision, I'm like, you idiot. You know you're going to fucking get fucked now. But um, I was playing it out in my head. I'm like, I could just tell this guy, like, look, dude, I will retroactively give you $100 a month all the way back to the beginning of the lease if you want. You know what I mean? And I'll replace anything that gets damaged. Like, I, I think even if it came to it and it was a situation where somehow I got busted, I don't know how that would fucking happen. But yeah, I think I'd be able to get out of it. And if he, if he saw the dog once, you could be like, oh, I'm dog sitting for the weekend. That's what I, I was thinking ho too. hope he doesn't see it again. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. So I think, I think we'll be all right. But so yeah, when are you sorry. guys getting her? Um, next month in the middle of September. Okay, nice. Yeah. It's exciting. So, yeah. Puppy, a, she's going to be a puppy when you get her? Yeah, dude. She's going to be so Oh, little pups. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to be able to bring her to Rhode Island when you visit? Yeah, so I think what I'm going to do, at least the, the tentative plan is now, because I'm going to come home for a while for Christmas. Yeah. Like at least a week. So I think what I'm going to do is I might, I'm going to drive with her back home. And what I might do is pick Chris up on the way. 
Okay. And I might be able to save him some money on a flight and he'll only have to fly back. You know what I mean? Nice. Um, or he can drive back with us either way. Cause I go right through there anyway. Like I, yeah. the, the route home brings me through Nashville. So, um, and how yeah, long of a drive is that from Dallas to, to Rhode Island? That's a long it's drive. It's going to be a haul. All right. It's 24 hours. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. It, yeah new, it's suck. new Mike Lavoy over there driving all your trips. <laughs> well, I was like, I'm going to do this once and I probably won't do it again. My hope is, you know, either if we're here for whatever reason, still here, you know, I work it out with a landlord somehow. I have neighbors that are super nice across the street. You have a bunch of kids. And I could say, hey, do your kids want to make, you know, whatever, 20, 50 bucks a day or whatever? Yeah. Just come over, let the dog out, take it for a walk. You know what I mean? I think I could be able yeah, to do we, that. Yeah, we always did that growing up. Definitely, like either yeah. me or Jill would watch like one of the neighbor's dogs and that's all you do. Take it out feed it, hang with it for half an hour. Yeah. Easy money. Easy yeah. money. So like, I'll, I'll bring her home probably once and that's about it. Because she'll know, still a, be small when I bring you know, her home. You know, it's another creative idea. Buy one of those therapy vests and just have Erica take <laughs> it on the plane as her therapy know, dog. Dude. You could do that. I'm does sure that they have like, them on Amazon or whatever. Does that get like checked, do you think? Like no. they, they must need documentation. Um, Eric's dog, Buddy, is a certified therapy dog. Okay, so never it's, mind. It's not, <laughs> it's not hard. Trust me, you could do it very easily. You probably just do it online, right? It's I, I don't know exactly how you do it, but I think with Buddy, because he's a small dog, I and mean, obviously your dog is going to be Yeah, it would only work bigger. as a puppy. Yeah, so it, it, would be a, <laughs> it would be a short window of opportunity, but I don't, I don't think it's that difficult. Yeah. If you yeah. actually wanted to go that direction. So it's going to be... Big, Erica's going to be able to ride that thing eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'll literally be like Ezra, if it's her size, Ezra is yeah. like 90 pounds. Nice. So that's a, that's a full not, not too far from that. Yeah. yeah lab, so. Labs are the ultimate family dog. So that's, you can't really go wrong with labs. Yep. Got a puppy, all. smashed my career best in golf. So I was riding high this weekend. Look at Ooh, this. What a weekend. Coming, coming off a drunk cast. It was just Feeling a, a good. Ty, Ty's ahead one. of you, Mo, and just like the in the peaking in the peaking. Uh, <laughs> what did I say? Twenty twenty is my all star year of life. You, you said twenty twenty one. Ty's saying, "Fuck it, I'm doing twenty twenty. Yeah, because right, I said I have Jalen Brown. I'm going to be an all star in twenty twenty one. Yeah. All right, you can have twenty twenty, Ty. I'll let you have that. <laughs> yeah. COVID away down a little bit, but. <laughs> hey, uh, I did see before we jump into other stuff. I did see. Um, I just read today the CDC officially dropped their. Uh, I think it was just a recommendation for the whole 14 day quarantine. Like when you're traveling throughout the country. Oh, nice. Interesting. So, even more reason for you guys to come down. We wouldn't quarantine I mean, anyways. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> here's, what I, here's what I'm thinking for that, because I think Jared and I, when we went golfing uh, a few weeks ago, we, Jared brought up the you idea. Went golfing? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Was it a couple yeah. Fridays ago. Where'd you guys go? A couple go? Fridays ago. Um, James, James, just Jamestown. Just played nine. Oh, yeah. nice. I think nine holes is our wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jared mentioned like the idea, like we were talking about, well, we were talking with the couple that we were with um, and talking about our jobs and I came up with like teaching and stuff about working remotely and all that. And Jared was like, dude, like what if we just like did like a, a, uh, like a modern day snowboarding kind of thing where since everyone has to work remotely anyway, you just go somewhere that's, beautiful in like you know from like november to i don't know february you even do it like for a start with like a couple weeks or a month yeah yeah I'd yeah so like, down. Like small but like just like snowboarding but for you know the millennials hey maybe we do it in dallas so yeah. I, I was gonna say like I'm honestly sure you like, get a monthly rental in dallas on like airbnb or something like that pretty reasonable 
yeah, yeah now and i mean we have we would have room for you both to have your own room you know what i mean but the tough part was would be like if you actually want to work like where the fuck would we yeah i i think it'd be perfect to stay with you if it was like a long weekend or yeah, something no. like that yeah. if it's like two weeks to a month you're not gonna want us in your house that but long. No, no but 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 just Plus because yeah yeah well, well just because you brought up the whole you know the cdc not really recommending the quarantine anymore um and especially with i don't think my personal opinion is I, I don't think we make it out of October and with our hybrid teaching model, I, I think we'll be yeah. back to remote learning a lot sooner than some people are predicting. Yeah. So like, I'm saying like, you know, just based on what you said, if I flew somewhere, it wouldn't really matter. Cause I can't go into school anyway. I could still do my right. job for my computer. So right. even if it was like an Airbnb or like you said, a long weekend or something, I wouldn't be as nervous about it. If the CDC is just saying, you know, screw the quarantine, like just, yeah because i mean jared could still if he wanted to just say okay yeah we'll quarantine i can work from home you know what i mean where in a normal world you wouldn't be able to do that no No. it would it would suck but you could feasibly do it and yeah yeah, i mean adam couldn't if they were in school so yeah i gotta gotta protect those kiddos yeah exactly so let's use let's use that as a segue um so we thought the nfl was or i thought the nfl was going to have no chance adam do you want to break some news from uh propaganda leader goodell Breaking moves. Breaking what is breaking moves? Why do you say moves? That's from, what the fuck that's is from that? part of my take. That's from oh. part of my take. They always do. They go, moves. No. Breaking moves. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a little different. Though. I don't know if Jared knows what a cow sounds like. But <laughs> what does that sound like? I Just guess from moan. my end, it just sound like, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> But anyway, um, uh, a, the I think Dr. Alan Sills, who's the NFL's chief medical officer, says that from August 12th to the 20th, there were over 58,000 tests administered, including 23,000 to players, and only six confirmed positive tests came back, and none of them were players. And I, I want to know how. That makes well, no and sense. Again, you know what? And, and, and like I said to you, Jared, even if they're a little bit off, that's pretty fucking crazy. How yeah. It, it, and kudos to the NFL because I think when we were, when we're talking about when we were initially talking about the the big four like MLB, NBA, NBA NFL, um, NHL, like how would they go about this? And the NFL was getting a bunch of shit in like mid July. It just seemed like they had no plan at all. And I'm not saying their plan's perfect, um, but it just seems like well, like you know we had a lot of fears a month ago about if this season would actually if training camp would even happen. But since, you know, the start of camp, there were a handful of cases, like 50-something cases, I think, when camps first initially opened. But, again, like this – It just doesn't add up to me. Talked like, about, I'm, I'm suspicious. I mean, granted, I, 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 don't, I don't blame you for being suspicious. Like, how could you have zero? If you would have told me we had 10, I'd be like, all right, that's pretty good. But to have zero, like, it just – Maybe guys are doing that good of a job of really Maybe. locking down and they're not leaving their little gonna, bubble they're yeah. creating or what. But that's crazy. Zero cases. And I'm going to take the optimistic route. I'm going to assume that even if it's a little off, like you said, if it's 10, even 10, if they just said, hey, out of the 23,000 tests, because they're getting tested, I think, twice a day or at least just daily, um, even if it was 10 to 15 cases. I would still be like, holy shit, that's amazing. I never would have expected that. So like, it's positive news. So it does that amazing. mean it's like all these states right now that are just a hot spot, are they just that careless that – Well, dude, NFL, think about the life NFL players It's a little different. Live. Yeah, exactly. I, what I, do you I, mean? They're in general isolated from 
the public. Like, do you really think like fucking Tyreek Hill is going grocery shopping? Well, I don't think own? many people will get it from grocery shopping. They're probably getting Shit, it from. Dude, going- I, don't, I, don't, I think like an, it may be some percentage. If I had to put a percentage on like gets from grocery shopping, I'd say maybe like 5% of the cases. I'd Where say else? the majority are like restaurants, bars, outings, and like gatherings, church. Shit like well, that. And, I, if and, I had to get, obviously, I don't have any data to back that up, but and maybe they're going a similar route, like from the like the NBA. Like the NBA is pretty much telling all their players, "Hey, like all these different restaurants, we'll bring you guys whatever you want." Maybe the training camps are doing something similar with that, and they have deals with local restaurants in that area. And I, I'm not, I have nothing to, like you said, I have nothing to back that up either. But I feel like they have many, they have more resources to be isolated just because of the lifestyle they live. And so, they keep it up. I fucking hope so, man. I mean, three weeks. It's it's less than three weeks until I, I think Thursday will be two weeks until the first game, and I cannot. Yeah. Wait. I really <laughs> like, hope it happens. I I'd like to. It's gonna be awesome. I really yeah. hope it goes through. No, I was just gonna say, like, I'd like to think because baseball's traveling, and like, other than the teams that have kind of been a shit show, I think players have been pretty good on their traveling, like not leaving the hotel. So I don't think traveling will throw a huge wrench into plans. Right. As it, long it, as like they're good, and they're like, all right, guys team rules like you don't go out to dinner no. you don't go out to the bars there's no strip yeah, as long clubs. as there's team leadership you know what i mean within and the even the coach like yeah i think they'll be go- okay you know what i mean because if, if one person or a, a group of people goes rogue like the, the rest of the team is going to be really really pissed yeah like you saw what mm-hmm. happened to the indians right how that happened and they like ostracized those two pitchers no, I didn't see that. No, well, I was going to ask for an MLB update, Jared, in terms yeah, of COVID, well, I don't so know that, anything about that's that. That's kind of like one of the later things. So um, the guys didn't get it, but two pitchers, they're like all-star pitchers, Mike Clevenger and some other guy in the Indians lied about going out. They said they didn't go out and then like showed up last minute for the plane and like it got back to the coach that they did go out and they were out partying all night and they lied about it and like multiple guys were like if they're on this team we're opting out like i do not want to be around these guys i don't trust them Good and they demote they demoted both of them to the minors <laughs> wow Good yeah for them. i mean yeah it shows so they, how, like, they held them 100 percent accountable they they want this season they want that season to finish the nba players i mean it's, it's just, these these are professionals most of them acting like professionals which i think is great to see it's, it's yeah, crazy I like mean, imagine like demoting your all-star pitcher to the minors because he went out for drinks one night it's insane <laughs> i know it's crazy to think about but i mean it's like you know obviously people would i can imagine there's a sect of people that are up in arms saying like what the fuck like this is infringing on just their places man like that, you can't do this we're all in it together yeah it, well i'm just saying i'm sure there's a, a fringe people who want to defend those two guys and say you know what i mean like they should be able to do what they want to do live their life kind of the anti-covid crowd but i don't but know if they're saying that out loud no, I'm sure they're yeah. not, but you know, that whole theory falls apart when like your job is on the line, like when it's your job that you yeah. have to, you know what I mean? Follow the rules. Then no one is going to care or feel bad or say anything or shouldn't yeah. at least. Yeah. And, and, and if you're like a Uber talented, like, you know, Jared brought up the pitchers. If you're like an Uber talented pitcher, I mean, obviously it doesn't look good when you're not following team rules and team protocol, especially in a time like this. So when eventually COVID does go away, we do get back to like normal sports and normal life in general, maybe someone with a lot of talent isn't going to be hurting for jobs. They may not have as many, but like someone who's like a fringe player and they're showing that they're not going to follow simple rules. They get no chance. They're they're, they're not going to get a job. I really think that could affect them down the line. So I, I think a lot of these people, the ones that haven't opted out are like, Hey, I want, I want to show that, you know, my commitment to the sport, 
regardless of the amount of talent I have or the chances I've have of actually contributing, I want a job. I want to stay employed. Yeah. So it's going to affect them down the line. And what I think too, and I actually just thought about this is I think it's, uh, again, like we said, there's definitely an element of these professional athletes to live a life. You know what I mean? That most people do not have the ability to, to live um, in terms of comfort and seclusion. But ultimately I think it proves that if you do the right things and you don't go and eat inside and you don't go to bars and you don't go to places where people aren't wearing masks, odds are you're going to be perfectly fine. Yeah, you're totally right. Mm-hmm. So it's like just, you know, like I think, that, I think that's an important takeaway from the NFL thing. Like if you are smart, it can be manageable, not just in pro yeah. sports, but in society. Right. Yeah. But the flip side of that coin is the fact that okay, maybe it's been a little better this week than it was like last couple weeks. But the fact that we got as bad as it did, like show, dude, people were just being careless. There's yeah. people who either don't give a shit or don't believe the science or what. That's the only way you get to, what were we at, 80,000 cases a day at one point, something crazy like that. Yeah, yep. something like that. Yep. Um, all right, so I figured we'd flip it on its head. Um, let's go. Let's hit Mo's thoughts right now because we haven't gotten Ooh, to it. I got, I know some, got some thoughts some, today. Some stuff built up there, so. Built up. <laughs> um, all right, so I, I got a couple – interesting to i thought they were interesting topics um so <laughs> the, the first one started as kind of my thoughts on the dnc and i think it's kind of evolved into also my thoughts on the rnc which is this week the republic national convention um so you guys saw with the dnc the speaker list how uh they didn't give any populists a chance to speak so aoc had a 30 second um she was allowed to say her like delegate vote but yeah. that was only because Bernie Sanders gave her gave her part of his time. So AOC and no populist whatsoever were invited to the DNC. And they had, it was either three or four speakers, including um, John, was it John Boner? John, no, not John. Um, <laughs> I hope Ka- it's John Ka- Boner. Ka- no, John Ka- Kasich. Kasich, Kasich. <laughs> I don't know where I got Boner. Isn't that like Holy a little under the house, shit. John Boner? John Boner, okay. So the, including Kasich or Kasich, there was like three or four speakers that were actually in Bush's RNC in 96. Oh, yeah, it was uh, Sue Whitman. It was, it was yeah. John Kasich, Sue Whitman, and then uh, there were two other, uh, another Whitman. Uh, a gentleman and another another person but yeah i know what you're talking about yeah so i was like all right well so for, that's- former gop you know congress Ex- exactly yeah. so like that's kind of crazy to think about and then like another thing i really noticed is there was not one word said about the economic impact of covid and how we have to do something to improve it at all it was all about like racism covid obviously was like the top theme but nothing was about like hey here's the current situation here's how we can make it better and for in terms of like normal people's lives so then you look at the rnc this week so i don't know if you guys took a look at the rnc speakers but it's literally like the most ideological republicans ever with a mix of people from cuba and venezuela to talk about how bad socialism is oh no so like they were were talking about on the hill today (laughs) that seems seems wild 
how there is not one person who in um, Congress or yeah, Congress is the House and Senate, right? Yeah, so not one person in Congress who voted for more stimulus aid, including Marco Rubio or any of those other guys, including in the RNC. It's all these same people who refuse to give any money whatsoever, um, refuse to try and pass another bill. And like, so a, a couple of thoughts, like with both of those being said is one, how tone deaf are these two conventions with what people's actual concerns are right now? And what I think would be a surefire layup on how to get voters of we're actually going to try and help you in the toughest time America's faced since the Great Recession, if not longer. You want my you want our thoughts on, on yeah, that in like, general I mean, between the two? Yeah. Like, do you guys feel the same way that they just couldn't be more tone deaf with what people want to hear? Yeah, I mean, I have. I don't think there could be lower expectations for this RNC. You know what I mean? And I, I can't wait to watch it because I think it's going to be fucking hilarious. But I mean, it was really, really difficult to watch the DNC. I couldn't. I tried three times. I couldn't make it more than three or four minutes each time. Here's my problem, and I think honestly, like this is kind of also, I think it played into why Trump won in 2016 is because. All they talked about, literally the entire convention, was Donald Trump. Yep. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any. There's no vision. That convention. No plan. That said, right. That said, listen to us. Here's why you need, you know what I mean, to, to, to vote for us because here are the things we're going to do. It was to make your life vote better. For us. Right. It was vote for us to get rid of Donald Trump. Now that plays, you know what I mean? And, you, I'm sure they could have some, you know, element of that throughout. But like, to me, it was just nonstop. Every speaker said the same fucking thing. And it was like, guys, like if you're trying to get fringe, you know what I mean? That centrist vote. Like that's why they had John Kasich. And yeah, I know had, why they did it. I right. Know why you know what I mean? It. Like, so, but I don't know who the fuck, who the fuck does that appeal to? Who the fuck well, cares what John Kasich thinks? Like, tell us, you know, what, you want to do what what are the things that trump did wrong that you want to fix instead of just you know throwing shots at him it wasn't even like political shots they were it was yeah. just he fucked up the pandemic he's racist he's you it's know homophobic literally since the clinton the hillary clinton election right. nothing's changed yeah. other than a flavor right. of covid and uh, like to your point and I, I don't know what the right thing is to do but you know think about the the part of that the democratic establishment, or I guess not the democratic establishment, but that wing of the party. Um, think about who's the rabid fan base. It's the yep. people who love the squad, the people who love Bernie. Yep. You know what I mean? Those are the people who are excited. So I think when you snub those people, you're not going to lose votes, which I guess they can do it. It's fine. I mean, nobody's probably not their mindset. Democrat. Yeah, I was going to say that they probably were like, well, we're not going to focus mo- as much on that because we, we feel like we have these votes locked yeah, up anyway. Yeah, which maybe that's the right thing to do. Maybe that's the right thing to do because that is the truth. You're never going to lose those votes. The only way you lose vo- those votes is if they just don't go out and vote. You know what I mean? Which could yeah. also be a possibility. Which could be a possibility. And that's, yeah. maybe that's a risk you take with well, ignoring said, that 50, side of the party. We're only getting 55% of registered voters voting anyway. So yeah. still, <laughs> the but be great. if you promote that side of the party, then you scare the living shit out of every person in the middle and they're going to run right the other way. 
I, I think to some degree, yes. I totally agree with what you're saying. And I, so I, I guess, I mean, I guess maybe I am answering my question. You know what I mean? That's why they don't do it, but yeah. And I think, just think it would have some sort of consequence. And, and the original purpose of these conventions over the years was mainly two things. One, which is quick is just to, you know, to declare the nominee running for your party, which everyone obviously, you know, these days we know well in advance who it's going to be. And the second part is to lay out the party platform and the planks of that platform. And like you said, with, with the, with the, with the DNC, which I'll be honest, I only saw some highlights. I saw like something with like Julia Louis, uh, Louis Dreyfus. Was, yeah. She was a host one it, night. Everything just looks so fucking scripted. Dude, every and word cheesy. was scripted. And, and, and I'm not, I'm not defending the RNC. I know it's Billy Eilish was on it. Yeah. Just like, like Billy Eilish is 15. Somebody made a good point. She can't even vote. <laughs> all these, you know, all these celebrities, they're just trying to get, get that, that star it. power in there. But like, like they've just gone so far away from what the actual point of these conventions are. It's not for that. It's for us. It's for the voters. It's for us to have, you know, so it's for but us they just to treat it as see a pep rally. our part. No, no, they do. Yeah. It's a pep rally. But like it was intended for right. the voters to be informed. Okay, so and that's this been is totally the party, lost on that. For, yeah, theory. for a while. And it's like, what is my party going to like, like Jared, like you, like you said, what is my party going to do going forward in the next four years? Yeah. What, what, whether my, whether my candidate wins or not, what is my party's vision? What is my party's direction? And instead it was just, and it's just no. so vague. It's, it's all yeah. gray. Well, especially so, so with that, this administration, you know what yeah. I mean? Or, or, you know, uh, at least candidates it, it's, it couldn't be more blase, you know what I mean? Just try to be neutral with everything. That, that's the point I wanted to make next, because if you look at what Trump won on last time was being anti-establishment and a populist. I will bring back jobs from China. I will take care of our farmers. I will build a wall. These were all things that he did to get the middle America fired up thinking I'm going to drain the swamp, right? Which he did, like, which he did get him fired up. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. And, and if you look at the campaign he's running right now, it's turned into a campaign of Biden is a socialist and he's sleepy Joe and demented. He doesn't even talk about what he would do if he's president again. Like he's completely abandoned what won him the election to now you have the Republican like ideology, Democratic ideology of anti-Trumpers and none of them stand for anything. So you're having two right. conventions with literally zero just, substance with just at emotion all. and no yeah. substance. So yeah. so people and if you're tuned into these conventions for like the the three or four nights that they're that they're going on, I think the RNC's four. Was the DNC also four? Yeah, it's okay. ridiculous. Yeah, so four nights of some and um, there's obviously those people out there, not us obviously, but people that are that were tuned in for each night of the DNC that will be tuned in for each night of the RNC. And I'm sure the vast majority of those people are leaving or are, are ending their viewing of those uh, shows, just leaving like, okay, I have a lot of questions. None were really answered. No. All I, I heard I, was, see, I, I bet you most people leave it and, and go, Fuck yeah, this is what I'm but, talking but, about, baby. Because everyone and, and, that's, that's watching, the, who's watching the DNC? That I was texting my dad about this because he was like, you know, oh wow, a couple of those uh, videos that they played uh, it was the night that Biden spoke, spoke the last night of the the uh, convention, and he's like, yeah, man, those were really powerful. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck cares? A, they're the fucking videos. B, 
who are you? Who has not made a decision already? That's watching the goddamn De- Democratic National Convention <laughs> or Republican National Convention. You're right. And saying, "All right, here's where the tides turn." Yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm kind of on the fence here. Let me tune in yeah, just to who's be on sure. The fence at yeah. this point? <laughs> no, yep. you know one. And 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 I think that's some people are have been. Many people have been conditioned to think that this, the DNC, the RNC, it's just supposed to be a big spectacle, a big show with flashing lights and big celebrities yeah, and big words all, all, and dramatic speeches. And it just takes away from what the purpose of these conventions was from the get-go. Yep. Yeah. I think what, just, what blows my mind more than anything is it's almost like a who can run the worst campaign competition of in terms of like how to actually, like it's not rocket science to figure out what people in america want right now at all and to have neither side acknowledging I think it's it tough i think it's tough but but do you think it's tough in in terms of we need to figure out a way to handle covid better improve the economy in the current situation like i'm not talking about politicized issues like i'm talking non-politicized issues like you i don't I really mean, remember I, it I, but I mean, I'm, I'm just I, comparing it to like oh wait assuming like I followed the election then, which I was a little young, Obama and Bush or Obama. And who did he go up against the first time? Um, McCain. McCain or Romney? McCain, John, McCain. John, John McCain. I would assume the entire debate and campaigns were run around getting us out of the 08 recession. Right. But dude, yeah, I, I mean, my I, problem I would, is even if, even if they say something about it, it's all just words. I agree. So that's my last point on the topic. <laughs> So, um, and I'm stealing this point 100% from the Hill, but they made a really, Which really I good. I love. They're awesome, dude. Yeah, it's the, Hill's, the only, Hill's good. only independent political journalist I've ever seen. I've been, yeah, awesome. I've never seen anything like that. Yep. But they made such a good point saying, if you look all the way back to George Bush the first, and obviously we were young, we don't remember that, but from George Bush to Bill Clinton to George Bush, George W. Bush to Barack Obama to Donald Trump, what has changed in this country and what has changed in people's lives? I shouldn't say what has changed in people's lives. What has changed in this country? Almost nothing. Yeah. I, I, we, right. We have, we have this red, blue, red, blue, all of them go into these presidential elections with tons and tons of promises, literally in five presidents on both sides. Not one of them has actually done something to try and help people. And I think and, the point, well, the I think point that's they a were, stretch. well, all right. So maybe that's not the, it's a, not the right. It's a fair broad strokes kind of, you know what I mean? I, I get yep. what you mean when you say that. Yeah. Changes and, have been made, but not the, not the more significant ones that have been promised. Exactly. But, yeah. like, Again, they, they, though, they, I'll argue with you and ask what the hell would a good significant change be that we would look back and say, you know, wow, at least, Hey, you know what? This administration, they passed this act or, this change during this, you know, four yeah. years, like what well, would it, and the, he gave a be? few specific examples is like big ones that have bipartisan support in their voter base, healthcare. I think everybody in America would agree healthcare needs some type of reform. It's been a hot button topic for what, 40 years, 50 years. Nobody has changed a thing. Obamacare disaster, right? Other than that, nothing's really changed. Um, Maybe that's bring, maybe, but but maybe do we are like do we look into that and say maybe it's not because nobody cares maybe it's because nobody can think of a better solution than the one we have right now. I I think it's because nobody cares enough to help, and this is the last point of my last point, is that between all those different parties, 
they're all slightly left to center, slightly right to center. And I think their top priority has always been keep this political establishment of gridlock in power. Right. I think they they cared much more about that. And you see that as clear as day in the DNC having no populists involved at all because it's a threat to the establishment. You have it clear as day in the RNC having no populists involved whatsoever, even though that's what Trump won with last time, because you have this political establishment that's been in control for 40 years that wants nothing more than to stay in control. And that's pretty fucking dark if you think about it. I don't, yeah, but, okay, but, so look at what you said, slight of, slight of center right, slight of center left. Why do, why do, why does anybody want it to go any further one way well, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's about going further one way to the left, one way to the right. But both of them are one hundred percent. All of those presidents are one hundred percent driven by corporate interests. Like it's the same uh, establishments yeah. that have bought all those politicians of the NRA, healthcare industry, pharmaceutical industries, etc. Uh, has there been a president, or like, can like, can we, can you think of one that is that we could say? wasn't like that and there's no a specific well, i think that's the i think that's I the point say, of I the political so, establishment yeah i, I so I, I wouldn't i i think the way you brought it up i think in my mind i thought you were just focusing on this specific time frame from from george bush to now and saying like this is the only this is the time where we saw like politics just kind of stand still and like you said bought by corporations but i would argue that this this is just political practice Ever since, ever since these two political parties have dominated the, the 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 government, it's I feel like it's always kind of been this way. They're they're all bought by somebody. You know, the the ones that win. Obviously, there have been candidates that we can argue that haven't been bought. I, I know, like you, you you bring up Bernie quite a bit as someone that is truly even though he's was, a big puss. Which yeah, but like but you're saying like he's not deep in the pockets of these corporations like other well, people are. And those can are the ones tell me that how win. Bernie Sanders got rich? I think how it was did like he a, make so much money? Let's Google it. That's a good question. It, it, I mean, it, it have you, seen, have you like, seen the guy's house? Yeah, it was something He's definitely not starving. Sketchy. He's not it, starving. Yeah. But exactly. I think, Everybody's but bought. Like, everyone's everyone, bought. I think some people are more bought than others. But in general, the ones who win are the ones that are way more bought than others and i think that's just that that's just political ideology 101 i mean for for whether you're red or blue i don't think it matters why do we need to change that though as i guess is what i want to try to dig i want someone to try to dig in and answer for me well need to change the political like like the uh just the donor lock that we have i mean well just the fact i don't i would say because i don't think the corporate establishment represents what it's designed to represent. What's the saying of the government? It's like um, of the people, by the people, for the people. You're supposed to be a public servant to represent your constituents. And I don't think there's any correlation whatsoever between political establishment and the Congress and president and all that and what they, their constituents want and what they actually do. Like, I think the example that I kept making on the Hill was like Obama. Like you remember Obama's campaign, hope, change, etc. You couldn't tell the difference between what Obama did and what Bush did. It was almost the exact same thing. Like they they all just kind of have that full of shit like we're going to change America and make your lives better. And I think if you were to go around not so much to us but middle class America, like blue collar middle class America, I think their lives just get tougher and tougher, you know, 
Every middle class five years. Is shrinking every every yeah. every few years, it gets smaller. I don't, I don't smaller. see how that changes think... if if the the government you know the government's not influenced by donors. Even if it wasn't, I don't uh, see dude, how that like the NRA, you know what I mean, buying out the Republican Party. Okay, well, the Republican Party normally will stand for your civilian rights being, you know, protected anyway. That's a part of their platform. So what the fuck does the NRA giving money to, you know what I mean, the, the Republican nominee, how does that change anything? Because I, th- I think it takes away their them even having an option of saying let's meet somewhere in the middle like i think but, but they, i think but they, they also don't want keep... to because they're saying it, it's kind of like um the the left with uh abortion laws they're both like look if we give an inch here the other side is going to fucking try to take a mile you know what i mean if, if the democrats concede a little bit and let restrictions continue you know what i mean and meet try to meet somewhere in the middle on abortion they're worried it could move too far the other way. And I think it's the same thing with gun control. They're saying once you, once you start, it's going to be very difficult to try to stop that from it getting to the point where now all of a sudden the Second Amendment doesn't mean what it means anymore. I, I guess the, the point I'm trying to make is there's definitely things that need to be improved in this country, right? Well, like you can think, think there always will, right? There, there, there always will. Yeah, I think, we're never going to have a perfect society. Well, that, that's that. not, not, not my point. My point is that <laughs> I don't think you see anybody actually trying to help any of them in the, in the political establishment. I don't think they care to actually make our country better. I think they care to be in power. I, I don't think any of uh, the people like on the fringe are, are in it to help America either. What do you mean by on the fringe? I don't know, because we're talking about the establishment, which we've defined as that, you know. I think he was talking about, like, people like, are you talking about people like the one, the anti-establishment people? That, yeah, like yeah. The pop, that the populists, yeah. like Jared, like, references. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't think they're I would say that America there's either. very few politicians at all, no matter what side they stick to, no matter what ideology they, you know, derive information from. None of them are really. I don't think can't help everybody. That's the point. No, if you try to help everyone, they never. But I don't think you're supposed to help everybody. You're supposed to represent what your constituents want. And if you're a middle class in middle of America, and all your constituents want want, is jobs, you don't want like like, Medicare and you know like Medicare for all and all that shit. Like if you're middle class, no, but I'm sure you want better jobs and like to not live in a fucking trailer and like have your job shipped off to China. But one Democrat, I mean, sorry, one politician or the other is going to change that. It that, almost seems person. like this, th- this government that's been established and that's continued to grow over the years. The government, I don't think it's there. So, it's, it's supposed to be there to, like, help you. You know what I mean? Like, help you rise up. It's there to, you know, provide the necessary services that are, that, you know, civilians can't provide on their own. Yeah, I mean, the original intent... Sorry, Jerry, go. No, no, I was just going to say, I I agree with that point. And that's where I always kind of catch myself in a pickle with the government of like, I'm definitely more of like empathetic and like try and put myself in other people's shoes who are struggling. But you also need to have the balance of that, like the bootstrap mentality of like, all right, is it ideal that your job got shipped off to China? No, but that kind of is a free market. Like you need to develop a better skill set so you can get a better job. So I see both sides of it for sure. Yeah, I, I just and, think that we've we've dug such a deep hole over the, you know, the you know over the last hundred years probably because obviously we've seen more change in the last I mean, not even hundred years let's just call it fifty years more change in the last fifty to sixty years than we have 
in our nation's history in a lot of ways in terms of how our government is run because I feel like in a way we've dug such a deep hole politically that to Ty's point before when he was talking about, you know, when Jared, you brought up all the different presidents we've had since, you know, like early 90s and how four years is, you know, you can only do so much in, in your time and, and you can't guarantee that anything that you start after you leave your, your, after you leave office and your, and your term of presidency is up, you can't guarantee that that stuff's going to continue, which again, makes people stop, rethink everything, go back at it again. Maybe the Senate is, is Republican at one point, or sorry, maybe the, you know, Congress is, is mainly Republican and then it switches Democrat over the years. So like all these things, it's like all these unfinished ideas that aren't seen all the way through and it just continues to just bottle up and bottle yeah, up. Yeah, and the that government I, keeps I, getting more bloated and more bloated. I agree with that. Further I agree with that. And, and I don't think anything... One side of the aisle though right now, right, wants to, and I think that's what's causing this insane divide right now is one side of the country just says, doesn't fucking matter. We're going to spend as much money <laughs> as Americans ask us to spend. What, what's another trillion at this point? Let's fucking pump it. And yeah. the other side is, you know what I mean? Not perfect, but when it comes to fiscal stuff, they are generally for trying to shrink the government, get out of a mm -hmm. deficit, you know what I mean? And have a better balance sheet for our country. So but I, that I, doesn't fucking matter to anybody, you know what I mean? That, um, Especially you know, during a pandemic. No, no, definitely not right now, which is why, but, you know, most people are behind spending. Yeah, but and the other thing I would say on that point is I think that that's what the right says they believe in. But if you look at the budget over the last like three years, it's like I think it's two x since Obama um, got in office with like massive improvements in, increases in military spending, and then the massive tax cuts to corporations. Like the Republicans just made the deficit twice as big, so like they're full of shit too. They just want their interests yeah. to be happy. And, so the, and, and they've, they've gone against the, the, the classic Republican ideologies. Like we don't want to spend as much yep. you know, on and the they, American people. But again, yeah. they're bought all that money went to military industrial complex. And but again, uh, someone who's Republican will say, but spending money on military also creates military jobs. But that's both sides of the same coin. Like, we shouldn't need the federal government to create those jobs if you don't want federal government in people's lives. No, but the military would be an aspect that civilians aren't going to create their own civilian armies, their own state armies. The federal government is there to protect the United States. Yeah, of but America. I'm thinking like Boeing and those companies. Like that's who that money goes to. It doesn't go into like soldiers' pockets. It goes into like the big military contractors. You're probably right. Most of it, most yeah, of it like definitely does. Yeah, trillion-dollar fighter jets and shit like yeah, that. What I'm weapons, saying is that weapons. would be an easy argument to shut down because you could make the case that it goes back to, you know, American jobs. Whereas yeah. the money that Democrats want to spend doesn't go to American jobs. It hey, just I'd be cool with no government. I've been thinking more and more about that a lot. Not right. straight, no straight anarchy? Why, why, you should never, ever vote Democrat ever. If that's what you believe, <laughs> ever. That's why I, they do me, the complete opposite. You, yeah. see, you see me flip flopping on a monthly basis. I know, but you, dude, you were gonna go vote for Bernie fucking Sanders. You, you think, you think that government's gonna get smaller with Bernie? Fucking craziest guy to ever run for politics in our country. And, and I've said it a million times. The reason I was voting for Bernie was not because <laughs> he was big government. The, the, it somebody was, listening is probably mouthing Jared right now because he said it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I voted for Bernie is because I think he genuinely wanted to help people and people who needed help. Like, I am all 
so he said dumb though dude like you but just I am explained all yourself for, away i am all for if i need to pay taxes i want those taxes to go to inner cities and schools and to give people health care who need it in things that actually matter like I so either you want, want that. you want Medicare for all, and you want free schools, and you want to be paying taxes for that. I 100 percent want Medicare for all. Yeah. What? Why? Because if we were to get laid off right now, we would have no health insurance in a pandemic. What would we do? Or I at so, least want so, a public a public payer option. So, but you know what Medicare for all is going to do to the health healthcare system, right? It's going to make it like every other healthcare system make in the rest of the world. Shitty. No, yeah, it's not. Gonna... That's no, it's not. That's, that's it not absolutely true. is, dude. The government's not. The government is going to pay fraction to doctors of what private sector pays. Jared, so, do, do, do you know think nobody's going to want to be a doctor anymore? The doctors don't take. The doctors don't keep that money. That like, we don't pay a lot because doctors make the money. Hospitals don't make the money. That money all goes to the insurance companies. The, like doctors, obviously, make a very good salary. Doctors, and there's not going to be any doctors that want to make. 65 grand, 70 grand a year. The government is not going to employ doctors. That's not how it works. Like VA hospitals, how, how, the doctors how aren't government Medicare, employees. How else would Medicare work? Explain so to me Medi how Medicare for all work would work. It, it's the only reason I don't like Medicare for all is because it's a redistribution of wealth. I will say that, right? Where we pay in and just like social security We're just paying for or something like that, you, you get it back. The reason I say I think it need we need to have it and it's – so important now, especially in a pandemic. Like, dude, if we lose our jobs, know, we do not have health insurance. When's the last time we had a pandemic like this? It was a, it was over. It was a hundred years ago. Okay, so take and the pandemic aside. That. How often do we have a recession? Every decade, literally every ten years is a recession. Ten to twelve, yeah. right? Yeah. So if, if we were the ones to be laid off, and now your entire family doesn't have health insurance, that shouldn't that be a Medicare thing. Medicare for all is not going to be a. It doesn't have to be a solution for that. Well, we haven't found another. We haven't found another solution can, yet. Well, it's improving unemployment benefits. Like Medicare exists for people who need it, but it's not Medicare for all. It's not like uh, everybody pays into one system. You know what I mean? And, and the government is over, like looking over the system because that's what Medicare for all would be. It'd be like it'd be a socialist version of healthcare. And it, it would. would dilute yeah. and it would get worse so get than any year. But almost any everyone, everyone would have access system. to it, right? Everyone I mean, would we're, have the, we're the only country in the need. world that doesn't have socialized medicine. But you think it's maybe that's a good thing. Maybe like people come to the United States, fly here. Not because really, we have though. The like, that's yes, not, they do. No, rich people do, but not other people. People come to the United States for the best medicine, the best health care. Only rich people do because nobody find. else can afford no, it because you don't have American insurance. Treatment. If no, how would they afford it without American health insurance, dude? It'd be hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars for cancer treatment. Even if it's rich people, dude. The point is the best health care is found here. But I think our health care system is – and we can change the topic. This has been going on for like an hour. <laughs> I think it, our healthcare system is so fucked up that you could catch yourself in a situation very easily, 100% out of your control where your family's not insured and you could get sick. And what do yeah, you do? But to ask for Medicare for all because of that would be crazy. I would rather like, have Medicare for all than not have insurance. Like you, you, we can't even retire until we have Medicare as a senior citizen because you, there's no other way to get insurance. Unless you want to pay like $40,000 a year for insurance. I'd rather have it the way it is now. Well, I mean, <laughs> you I, still, we have, I, I we have benefits for unemployment. 
you unemployment get, you is get, just a subsidy of your pay, like your salary. It's nothing to do with health insurance. Yeah, but you can apply. You can get health and Erica got health insurance when she was. Yeah, it's called Cobra, and it's nine hundred dollars a month to have like a fifteen thousand dollar. Mine was, it was it, hers was not that much. It was expensive. I didn't do it because mine was something crazy like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want a shittier healthcare system, so I definitely would not want that. Jared, do you I would think never we'd be able for to... someone who would suggest that? Jared, do you think we'd be able to maintain like like Ty said? You know, even if it is just like the 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 rich and wealthy coming here for the type of healthcare and medicine and treatment that we have, do you think we'd be able to still maintain some sort of success in that, like we have now, if we were to go to a Medicare for all system? You guys act like in the rest of the world you can't get healthcare. Like no, that's no, just I, not as I, good as I'm, I'm I'm well aware you can get healthcare. Like the, the, the healthcare world. we get just, as asking. normal people is I guarantee you the same level as you'd get anywhere else in the world. If we go like a yeah, specialist. Yeah, we wanted of, like a, a cancer treatment, it's, it's here. It's here people come. Like If you're seeing like best... a world-renowned specialist, but I don't think that would be somebody we would see. That's yes, like Yes, it would, dude. People do it all the time. Have you ever like listened to- And, and uh, it literally costs them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay, but that's worse their kid's life. Okay, they're not going to get yes. it in the socialist version of that. I don't know. I mean, I don't, agree, I, agree I, dude, to that's disagree. what happens, though. I just say like, we, like we don't the, we don't know that we don't we don't have enough information to say. Why that. don't like, we go to Europe then? Why don't we hear about the the healthcare in Europe being and the world renowned hospitals for cancer America's research? Because America's the best at fucking everything. I know like, there's a fucking reason for that. Is because of the that those things the way they are. It sucks. There are certain instances or parts of them that suck. There's never a perfect system. But there's a reason why this country, people come here, still come here because it's the fucking best country in the world. And that you have the most opportunity here. Agreed. But I still don't think you should go get stuck without healthcare. Uh, I'm, you're not well, I, don't, I don't think anyone's say saying on you air that I, I think you should go without healthcare. I just don't I mean, think... That's what was the, I saw a number the other day. It was something crazy, like almost 50% of people are uninsured or underinsured in America right now, meaning they can't afford their deductibles if they do get sick because they have like a ten or $15,000 deductible or they don't have insurance. That's not good. No. I mean, so if that's you and your family, any, you get sick, any... you're, you could die because you're not insured. Like I know it's easy to say like that's not a big deal because it's not us, but like if that was us or our family, I'm sure you'd feel very differently. Sure, maybe, and that's why I would vote differently. I don't know, but I don't want worse health care. Show, show me a study, a real actual evidence oh, that I, we would have worse health care, and then I'll I'm consider sure it. Because I've, I've heard anecdotally, but I haven't seen anything that's actually made me think that. How else would it work, though? Why, how would it stay the same? Even, even close to the same. How would that, how would that possibly? The, nothing would be run by the government other than the distribution Who's of wealth. Who's going to run it then? The dish, they would only run the distribution of wealth. So they would give the money to the companies. They would not have a say in what the hospitals do or anything along those lines. They're not telling the doctors Who's what gonna to do. Who's going to pay the doctors? Medicare. And, oh, and so is Medicare going to pay them as much as, as, much as they make private now? insurance? It, it, it will, there'll be some type of adjustment to the market, but we shouldn't, ha we shouldn't okay, want to say. No, let me finish my sentence. We shouldn't care that the insurance companies are making billions in profit. 
I agree. Obviously, we want doctors and hospitals to still be able to make as much money as they do now, but they're not the ones getting rich. It's insurance companies that make but billions they're the, and they're billions the ones that are going to suffer. The healthcare system itself is going to suffer when that distribution of wealth goes dramatically down. Because the government is not going to disperse as much wealth as being as there is in that system now. Probably. And so everything's going to get worse. It's going to be more difficult to get money to spend to make hospitals better. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be or so is it just going to be there's not going to be all that money given to these massive insurance companies? No, but do because what you know this. What are the insurance companies going to do when they get the insurance less money? companies will be irrelevant, right? Well, okay, but what, so you're not explaining how it's it's going to be able to stay the same. There's less money, so how does that? How does how do things stay the same with less money? Because you don't have health insurance companies providing health insurance. They're the ones who make all the money right now. If you take them out of the equation, you need less money. If they don't need to make $100 billion in profit this year and you have $100 billion less, why can't you give the same amount to the hospitals, doctors, specialists, et cetera? And obviously, I don't know enough about this to know if that's realistic or not. <laughs> Unfortunately, like, no. Just, Unfortunately, none I don't of think any of us going do. through my, yeah. my head. <laughs> uh, All right, we need to change the subject. We're like an yeah. hour on right. this started well, with political establishment. And I guess got into I'm Medicare this is going to be a quick episode too. So yeah. to get to get back to my original point, I want no government. <laughs> yeah, right. So Jesus we're back Christ. to Republican Mo. He said that before he went on that tangent. <laughs> so th th this is this is where I catch myself on a daily basis. Man, I got a big heart, guys. I got a big heart. I know, but you got a you got a nice little mind in that peanut sized head too. Well, that, that's the thing. I think I would trust me to run my money better than I would trust the government to run my money. But Spoken like a true Republican. Dude, it disaster. And I feel strongly <laughs> about that. Think of how slow the government is, how slow I, the government I is know, with getting man, our stimulus I, checks out. I know. Hospitals are going to be begging for money. But there's always this part of me that like, just looks back at like, how fortunate and lucky my life has been. And if I were born a minority in an inner city to a single mom, like that's not my fault. Right. And like, I do, I do feel for those people. I really do. That's why yeah, I always get myself stuck the in these situations. going to do to make their life better. I like to see, I'm never mind. I'm gonna stop you're <laughs> not going down the rabbit hole. Part E of your last point. Yeah. I'm All right. Done. Well, I'll, 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 I'll jump in here. Speaking of, uh, of idiots and politics, um, Trump's on the ropes again, but this time it's not from the normal people that bash him left and right. It's actually his own kin, his own family. I, did you guys read that story on, uh, Mary Trump Barry, which I, I love. Oh, it's not another name. fucking tell all book. Is it? It's well, it's not her book. Oh, dude, those so are nauseating. It is, but it's interesting to me at least. So let's, let's, let's get off the healthcare thing before my brain goes to mush and let's go on to something else that's yeah, the everybody's equally turned, as, everybody's, equally everybody's as closed out the episode by yeah. now they dropped. Yeah. so anyway at this Sorry, point listeners. so the washington post uh, i think i want to say it was yesterday reported that there were secret recordings done by mary trump who's different than mary trump barry it's actually mary's <laughs> niece um who's writing a book called too much and never enough and it's pretty much about an environment that allowed Donald Trump to become the way he is today. Isn't that and book already out and like a bestseller? 
No, I'm just saying like it's it's these recordings that were f- because of like that were included in that book, like recordings, the information from the recordings that, that were used in that yet. book that had not come out yet until I guess yesterday or Saturday or whenever. It yeah, because I definitely saw that like people talking about this book for a little while. Yeah, yeah so, sorry, go ahead. So no, no, saying but but to what you're saying, these recordings were back in 2018. Either that or 2019 is one of the two. It was a couple years ago. Yeah. So pretty much, um, she by she the niece uh elite i wouldn't say legally recorded she secretly recorded um a few people one of them being mary trump barry who is the oldest of the trump children who was a former federal judge and pretty much she said a lot of stuff that i feel like a lot of people have already said about trump so i'm not saying it's it's anything groundbreaking but according to the hill which we all love now. I mean, I, I, I go on the Hill app every day, to be honest. Yeah. According to the Hill, and I think <laughs> Washington Post also backed this Second up. Second sponsor. The, yeah, there we go, the Hill. Let's get, uh, let's get on there, guys. Is the Hill, all right, sidebar, is the Hill brand new, Jared? Because you're the one that told me about that. It was like a YouTube um, I channel heard about it. They were, they were on Rogan. Crystal okay. and Sager were uh, on Rogan. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that's how I heard about it, maybe like three months ago. But I don't think they're super new. I think they've been on for a couple of years. Because I think when I told you about the app, you, you didn't know there was an app or something. No, I only Back followed on them on YouTube. But back to Trump. So uh, some of the things that... Crystal and Sager, shout out. They, oh, they're good. They're good. I love Crystal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do too. Bleep that out. <laughs> um, so these secret recordings uh, included some, and I'm paraphrasing here, pretty much saying uh, my younger brother, Donald, he's a phony. He's cruel. He's a liar. He only appeals to his base. Again, nothing new there. He doesn't read... Like, so I, I guess, again, she was a formal federal judge, and I guess she was giving him advice related to the immigration changes that he was trying to make. His um, sister's a federal judge? I didn't know that. Former federal judge, yeah. Okay. She, I, don't, I don't know how old she is, but she's the oldest. So Trump's, what, 78 or <laughs> something? I don't know. Some, something old. So she, I think she's, like, in her early 80s, I want to say. But anyway, so, so he only appeals to his base, doesn't read anything, doesn't take the advice of others. Again, nothing groundbreaking. He's a brat. Claims she actually claims to have done his homework for him back in the day. Like he just was just one of those again. Like I just think of like a Richie Rich person. Like 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 we're all thinking when we think of someone in Donald Trump's upbringing. Um, and the last thing I thought was funny, which I think was already public knowledge, that there was rumors that he paid somebody to take his SATs. I don't. That sounded kind of familiar to me. At least she. Yeah, I'd heard that before. She was speaking to that like he was at Fordham and then paid someone to take his SAT so he can get to Penn or Princeton or one of the two. I forget exactly which one. But I guess according to The Hill, which is why I brought up The Hill initially, this is, I guess, the first time like a prominent Trump family member has like come out and said something like in a negative way. I didn't know if that was true or not, but The Hill was like they made they made a point to say that because like every time we ever hear with about Trump. No, family her members her outside of Donald. Out and shit on That's who I well, was thinking of. Well, I was thinking of the niece who wrote so the book. So the niece, I guess this is the most prominent or one of the few people. So the niece is the one that wrote the book. She's the one that recorded her aunt, I guess, or, or whatever the relation is. Yeah. So obviously aunt. So, um, so obviously Trump's campaign <laughs> advisor, Jason Miller, came out and was like, oh, it's just this. Are you getting casual, Jared? Look at you. Getting tired. <laughs> Uh, the sip pretty much threw it up to like a sibling rivalry kind of thing. Obviously, like kind of deflecting the whole thing and saying it's just another attack and a series of attacks. But I just thought it was interesting because it comes directly from an older sibling. It just got me thinking about sibling stuff. So do, do we think she's like spot on? I mean, I think a lot of this stuff is or do you think a little bit of it is just 
you know, taking her opportunity to bash someone in power. Um, and she's cashing in. Yeah, and she, she didn't yeah, say so it, fucking anything that we don't yeah, already, know. already know. Exactly. So yeah. I, I, I have a hard time sometimes going to the side, not the side of Trump, but to Jason Miller's campaign advisor pretty much said like, you know, he's not, re- I don't think he refuted everything on there. I think they refuted the SAT part, but he's, he didn't like refute everything else. And, and obviously not that he would say like, he's not a Brad, he's not this, but it's all stuff that we kind of assumed anyway. I just thought it was funny hearing it from like an older sibling in a way. I mean, I so, think it's easier and easier every day to want to defend the side of Trump, honestly, for me. And not because I like him. And it actually fucking bothers me when I have to try to defend you know, him or defend an accusation. But it's like, how, like I, we were talking about with the DNC, how many times can you guys tell me that he doesn't care about Americans and he, you know, said it is what it is about the number of that, like, it's the same thing over and yeah. over and I'm over you, and over and again. It just gets jumbled I've together. I've after these books. There's been how many books since Trump has gotten in office? Dude, it's the boy <laughs> who cried wolf. had one. Very, very many. Had, it's like, it's dude, what, what did wolf. we learn from any of them? Absolutely nothing. nothing. Everyone got a 60 minutes interview with the book writer. Everyone breaking news coming and nothing came from any of them. So nope, people wonder why, you know what I mean? There's a Trump base. Yep. And it's yeah. because of that. Because they're still coming out incessant. with headline news about the Russia investigation. Like it's last week, unbelievable. There was a new Senate article written about the Russia findings. It's like, it's guys, come on. And, uh, and, 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 and this the last twenty proof whiskey. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> I mean, there's very little of that left, Mo. You've been uh, doing some work on that. Nice. So the only other thing I had to add to that is that Jason Miller, the campaign advisor, brought up. An Obama thing, and it's not what you think. He wasn't like trashing Obama. What he was saying was, you guys ever heard of Malik Obama? Nah. Okay, so Malik Obama is his half-brother, and he was he's a big Trump guy. And the, I guess Ooh. back in 20 big, – yeah, big Trump guy. So that means Obama's a dick, dude. If your brother was president and <laughs> you like Obama, who said your brother wasn't even born in this – I mean, if you like Trump, you said Obama wasn't even born in this country. That means Obama's a dick. <laughs> well, and wait, Barack or Malik? Barack. Oh, he's okay, got to be Barack. a dick for Malik to like somebody who thinks he's not from this country well, more well, than well, him. Well, Malik was one of the big, like the like the the monumental people on the forefront of the whole birther no conspiracy. Way. Oh yeah, no, he was. Maybe it's he, real. Then. Yeah, so he. So I was reading into <laughs> it because like Jason, like you know, Miller brought that up. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to look into this. And back in 2016, Trump actually invited Malik to one of the debates with Hillary Clinton. And I didn't know this, like, just to have him in there. And she, like, he, also, he also invited um, – I, I, I think he also invited some people that, you know, like – Oh, had, yeah, dude, you're right. Every picture on Google of Malik Obama is with a MAGA hat. Exactly, yeah. So he's a huge Trumper. So it, it was just an example that this guy brought up as, like, you know – all of a sudden, this guy jealous. comes out. Of, yeah, comes out of the woodworks. <laughs> I guess Obama, like Barack, was the best man at his wedding, and he vice lives versa. In Kenya. He lives in Kenya, but he's a he's a U.S. citizen. So, okay. you know, but 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 it was just it, he brought that up, and it, I went down a rabbit hole just looking shit up like that. So it made me think, like, all right, well, it looks like another example of just another sibling coming out. And again, like, you know, Obama wasn't going to be able to run for another term anyway. So I don't think it mattered that much at that point. So it was kind of odd timing for him to just come out with that in 2016 when his, when his tenure was already going to be up. Speaking of which, 
uh, you just randomly made me think. The other day, I, I legitimately saw an article. It was either from Politico or CNN that said that was having like an honest discussion about ratifying the, what, 24th Amendment and saying we want Obama to run for another oh, term. Like, like you can't you can't run for more than, yeah. So it was yeah. the, the, the amendment that, the that was created. I, I'm on, it's, Come it's, on, in, the, your it's in the mid-20s. Yeah, dude, I'm so, not a fucking computer. So, so, 20, yeah, twenty fourth amendment is yeah, you can't run for more than two two terms. In and a they row. wanted and that was made to... when FDR was president. So that's when it's like you guys are yes, fucking outrageous. Crazy, you're crazy. You're absolutely fucking crazy. So listen to this though. So Malik Obama ran for governor of uh, his Kenyan county in 2013. Got one percent of the vote. Um, it doesn't say a percent. But I was reading campaign... something about that, but yeah, same thing. <laughs> His campaign slogan was Obama here, Obama there. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what got him the 1% right there. Yeah, just right? The, the catchy slogan. So he, he did not win. So, yeah, um, so it just, it just made me think like, you know, that I feel like even, even outside of presidents, you, you see these, these siblings who are out, outside of, or more outside of the limelight. And I'm not saying that, that those are the only motives by, you know, behind Mary's. Pretty much is. You know. Not not the only ones. Obviously, it's part of it, but it just made me feel like this stuff happens again. They're in the like, Washington, what does that do to help Post, anybody for her it, to come it, out and say that? It, it, it's again, it, it's a If anything, it hurts. It hurts the 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 Democratic cause to just you know slander. I wouldn't say slander because I don't think a lot of that's. I'm sure a lot of that stuff is pretty accurate, but it, it's just it dilutes everything else. It just conti- It's just another thing and after a while like like we've all said we stop paying attention to these things like jared said when when you've written five books about this guy in one presidential term of office it, you just it starts to lose its luster after some point you know what right. i would do if i was in his cabinet i'd write a fucking book and cash in that's for sure <laughs> right why not yeah, yeah they, so, i'm sure those guys don't even write their own books and i'm sure they get oh, a no. check for it's it. a ghost it's a ghost writing you think omarosa wrote that book not a chance no the way. uh the producer of the Kirk Minahan show ghost wrote books for Howie Carr, who is like a famous like radio person here in Boston. Really, like, Trump's like good friends with yeah. So it's like definitely a thing. Like yeah, no, oh, ghostwriting is a huge thing. Yeah. Ghost, yeah, and 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 again, like it's not just these. You know, I know I brought up Trump and Obama, but th- this shit happens all the time with like that one sibling that's outside of the limelight. Like it, it always happens. The tale is old as time with these sibling things. So. So if you ever go for public office, who you get to watch out for, Eric or Noah? Maybe both. I don't know. They'll both they, try and they, cash they in both. and slander you. Potentially. I'll Eric would do whatever it. it takes to get to the top and to get money. <laughs> <laughs> He'd throw you right under the bus. He might. Um, might. We'll, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, I don't, it, doesn't, it doesn't come to that. We'll see. Hey, speaking of, uh, you know, radical politics, people doing, you know, what they want to do for – you know, their constituents, we've got uh, Jared's heroine here with, with a little thought, with a, a thought on what we can all do to help the United States Postal Service. Hello, everyone. I have been thinking about ways to help you help the post office. And I think I've got an idea and I'm interested in this hearing your thoughts. 
So one of the best ways to support the post office what is this on social media. Is I think it's Twitter. What do you all think? Would you guys be down and excited if I set up a national progressive pen pal program? Um, do all the work of connecting you to somebody else. We would offer maybe some conversation prompts or postcard prompts and even like a printable postcard format. You just send it out. Do you like that? So what this dumb bimbo doesn't realize. Dude, she is your girl. Wow, Jared. Those strong strong words for AOC. But what she doesn't realize as she's making this point is the post office loses $2 on every package it mails. So So let's mail more. It's losing more money. (laughs) Let's keep sending packages. Let's not change any prices. Let's just keep sending more. I definitely want her managing my budget. (laughs) Sorry. If you know what he means. Go ahead. I, just, I had to make that point. No, no, that was it. That was funny. Um, but like to, to Ty's point, like this is a this is supposed to be a congressperson. Just like, what do you guys think about this? And just like laying down on her couch, clearly Would you like guys her. be down. Dude, but <laughs> Dude. That, that's that's her crowd though, man. That's like you know those people. I know, but Jared, you're you're dis you're disproving yourself by saying she does what her constituents want. Is because that's who she's pandering to. Is like us. Like our age kids and younger being like, this is no, she, told, she definitely awesome panders to the younger group. Oh, yeah. Chilling on, on the Guys, chilling on the couch. I, I talking literally to have us. 50% of my brain. That's just like, Oh, I feel so bad for these people. What if I'm a post office worker? And the other person is like AOC. Like, I don't want you ever with any power whatsoever. Cause you're dumb as bricks. And I get stuck between the middle of those two halves of my brain. I don't know Somewhere what to do. Middle. That's where you're nogging. I don't know right what now. to do. Um, but you know what? I think it's probably better because if I embraced one, if I embraced the lo- all the way extreme side left, I'd be poor and a socialist. <laughs> and if I embraced well, all the way extreme great. side right, I would feel great. Yeah, you'd feel great. Yeah, because you're <laughs> like, look, I'm and doing my part. I'm helping everyone. Right side, I'd be rich as f, and wouldn't be able to sleep at night. So I yeah, somewhere so in the middle. We all want to be somewhere in the middle. I think that's the goal. Um. All right, so last thing here. Um, this is like a little bit of a longer clip, but I, uh, I again, I think we're all going to agree on it. I, the only reason I thought it was just crazy was because of the, the the double standard. So imagining if this were, were were happening the other way, you know, what would the public outcry sound like? What would this broadcast that I'm about to play sound like? Um, and so I, I think you guys both know what I'm talking about, right? With mm-hmm. Montrez Harrell and Luka Doncic. No. <laughs> Jared, did you um, read? Did you read so, it? No. What would I read? What? Ty sent this. No, no, I, did, I didn't even see it in your I, list. No, I'm just surprised you hadn't heard it in general. Um, oh. So, but I guess that that proves my point. Um, so uh, it was last night's game. Uh, that the Clippers lost to the the Mavs, and during the what game, a game, yeah. While well, during the game, um, Montrez, you can like see him. I don't think you could hear him, but you could see him mouth and call like Luca bitch ass white boy. Oh shit! And, and so like didn't really get it's like a ton of buzz immediately, and then or it was the game before last night, and and so the uh, pregame of last yeah. night's game he apologized and like they asked Luca about it and he was like oh no it's fine he was like uh, I, I was I'm shocked that I even am receiving an apology at all 
Yeah, and this, this, so this was our boys, Shaq, Charles, uh, Kenny, and Ernie, uh, post-game after this, that story. Okay, broke. interesting. Before we go to break, let's, uh, let's go back, and let me just get your guys' take on, on this whole uh, Montrez, Harold, Luka Doncic thing, and this is... It's a little bit of a longer clip, got, so uh, bear with me. Montrez, Harold, in... Uh, I saw that yesterday as it, happened, as it developed. And I guess, can we say it? It's after midnight. The kitties are all in bed. So, bitch ass white boy is what the Montreal Herald said. And then you had Pretty. moments late, moments later. Then they had the, you know, kind of the dust up down there. Um, stop flopping. Um, so, what are you? Uh, oh, all right, Ernie, spit it out. <laughs> I love the fact. I love the fact that Montrez Harrell went to him like a man, mm-hmm. and just, oh, hey, I apologize. I probably should. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, Sometimes in the heat of the moment, I you say, listen, we all like, uh, listen, let, listen, listen. Sometimes we say stuff we shouldn't say. It's all right to say I'm sorry. Gonna get the story right. No one approached him and cleared the air from all the outside nonsense that was being said. Nothing but reading Montrez. He understood the the heat of the battle and he said it didn't bother him. Only respect. He had talked to Doc Rivers and Doc had said uh, I didn't think there was anything racial intended, but we're in a very heightened climate and you have to be careful. Uh, And he said I didn't mean that racially. Um, Well said by Doc. Yeah, yeah, I think I think. We've well said by Doc. Moment, and, you know, Doc said, yeah, no, I heard it. I didn't think there was anything well. racial. Could you Doc's fucking fathom if a coach had said that players. about a white, white player, player saying, like, you know, the same kind race, of, you know, uh, you know epithet to a black, black person? Now, and, yeah, oh no, I didn't God. think there was anything racial by it. Do you want to Back. stop the recording? Are we still listening? No, we're still listening. Oh, okay. things probably that he would disrespect. I do think, you know, he had to apologize because it could be viewed as a racist comment. He, he had to apologize to Luca, and I'm glad he did. Um, but it's not racism because it had no power. Racism, you have to have power, which means if I do something to you, I have power over you for you can't do anything else. Ray, Luca, he can't stop Luca from playing in the NBA, can't stop him from being himself, can't stop him hitting game winners. Like, there's no power in what he's saying. But I'm happy that he did it because, you know, and, and he, he, hopefully he learned this because as a, an African-American, most of the time you don't get – that to you, someone who comes back to you and say, hey, boom, boom. so I'm glad he, he realized what he, he could have done. I'm a little bit sensitive. And this thing that we do, that we've been doing, we have our own rules. Rule, rule, rule. Something we don't mean. Words like that, mother effer, you can't call me, you be, 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 like we, we say it, but we don't mean it. Just because we say it don't mean we mean it. Yeah, but the identification yeah, Tell me, tell me, tell me. That's what he said. No, I know Montrell's, I know he didn't mean yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it. Yeah. He said it. We all say that. So I'm going to put that under the basketball slang category when we playing and we talking smack to each other. Gary Payne used to say some stuff that I ain't going to even repeat now. I used to say some stuff, but that don't mean I don't like, you know, a certain amount of people. So he apologized. He did the right thing, but... In this situation, people try to take it too far. Yeah, I think. I think the. I mean. So I, let I me just ask thought this that was then. crazy. So Shaq immediately said, "Like I know Montrez. I know he didn't mean that." Flip the script. Let's say Lucas said something. Like, like, and I know we're all thinking the same thing. What if it was the other person saying? And it wouldn't even have racist. to be the N word because obviously no, that no, would no, be unforgivable. It could just be like you know something like. You know, instead of white boy, black boy, I don't know yeah, something. Yeah. So it'd be, that I sounds awkward to me. Not, it's hard as he could not to say. No, no, it's just like no, it's just, I know what you that, mean. That's, that's not that's, what I would have thought. That's the that's the would, idea, would, right? Is yeah. what, could you would, imagine? 
would Shaq have said the same thing? Oh, like I, oh, Luke, I know, I met Luca. He didn't mean it. Do you think absolutely they would, do, not? Exactly. It's just, it's, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's not surprising the reaction from, you know, Serbia. But if you've read the article um, that Ty sent, Jay Williams. I mean, Ty, I'm assuming. Yes, you read I that did last see part. at the end. Thank you for. So that up. was, yeah. What, so what Jay will say? So Jay will is pretty much saying exactly what we're thinking. Is that if the flip, if the script was flipped and Lucas said Jay something? Will is always a sensitive little puss, though. I'll be honest. Well, he's not on this. Well, I think he's spot on. If the if the script was flipped, we would be having a very different discussion right now. This would be world news, especially right now. But the script right isn't flipped, and I don't think it means the same thing to say white boy in a game of basketball versus or black boy. Well, that's my point. Is though to me, those aren't the same thing. Like I don't, I don't agree with um, Kenny's comment of like it's because you're in power or not in power. But like we would never be offended if somebody called us white boy. No, no. I, and oh, okay, I, but I was that, thinking that, that doesn't too. make it wrong. That doesn't make it not wrong. Exactly. I don't. But, but, I don't but I don't, you're I don't, not offended by it. I don't think it's wrong. Like I don't think that's derogatory. I think in, in the height. Why was why is black boy derogatory? It's a color I, I, of someone's skin. I don't know if I would consider that derogatory either. I think it's just oh, okay. But that's all we're saying is if that was said the other way around, same phraseology, it would be, oh if not world national news headline news. Oh, I agree. Luca would have been suspended for the next game. He would have been yeah, suspended. I'm agreeing with that point. I'm agreeing so, with that point. At oh, least. Okay. All right. So we agree. Okay. That, 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 that's, right. that's the point I was trying to make is that I don't think it's as bad as that though. Like, I agree. If that happened and he said black boy or anything along those lines, it would have been ridiculous news. I don't think that this should be any more news than it is right now. Oh, well, no. It, I, and it's, I'm not it's not, it it's not really big news. It's, it's not, not big news at all, honestly. The fact that it was even a headline, I think, is more news than it needed to be. Like, well, it needs to be a headline say, because dude, it's, it's oh. hypocrisy, dude. It is... It, it is. It's a, it's a it racial is. thing. Like, what, whether we take offense to it, obviously, like, someone called me a white boy on the court, I would laugh. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give two shits about it. It's a joke, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. that, that's why, like, I almost would prefer, like, obviously, it is, in a matter of facts, hypocrisy. You're, you're definitely right. But I just think, like, we got bigger fish to fry than this. Like, I'm we so, absolutely I'm so over do. everybody being so sensitive. But it, it's all just about calling out hypocrisy of people in cancel culture. Is they will look totally the other way. Yeah, I get your point. I get your point. I, I, yeah, that's the only yeah. reason I thought that was intriguing was because no, I mean, it's it definitely is, like annoys the fuck out. It's of me. annoying. I agree with Jared. Like it, it shouldn't be. It, it wasn't a big headline. It shouldn't be a big headline. But you know it would be if it were the other way. It hit me. You know why it annoys me? It goes back <laughs> to that. It goes back to that Bill Maher clip. We need to stop telling people how they're supposed to feel. Right, but yeah. but this isn't really that. This is just, you know, calling out the fact that you're treating two different situations differently. It doesn't have really anything to do with whether and, I think and, any, and any I of it's offensive. Yeah, and I would have been okay with somebody making that take of, hey, guys, um, you know, Montrez probably shouldn't have said that because we both know if Lucas said that about Montrez, it would have a lot bigger topic than we'd have right now. But in all right. honesty, right, right, we, right. Don't, we, don't, we don't think there was any ill intent. We don't think anybody was offended. It was two guys in the heat of the moment talking smack. Like, right. I think that's how it should have been handled. It should have. Not Bernie. Or, yeah, Bernie's his name, right? Bernie. Who's that guy's name? Who's the guy's name who's on with um, Shaq and Charles and 
Kenny. 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 Chuck. Chuck. No, I don't. Ernie. 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 Dementia. Yeah. But like you know, you're close. Bernie. Ernie Ernie was fishing, fishing for that because he got the little thing in his ear from the producers. All right, guys. It's like say it. We got a great reading ratings review. We need you to bring this up. I disagree. I, I think in general. You know, they, the only reason they had that discussion was because they had three African-American players that were able to, you know, say, like, have the, have the back of Montrez Harrell and say, look, this isn't a big deal. Not that there's many white guys who do NBA commentary, but maybe you got, like, Stan Van Gundy or something like that, or Ernie had the balls to say, what if the roles were flipped? That would have made for some interesting-ass TV. Ernie, Ernie did. He does say that in that clip. Does he? Yeah, well, he's like and, I, and I he think, said he's like I wish the NBA came out with a statement. Yeah, and, and I, said I, like, I, hey, we 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 don't think that that's an okay thing to do. Montrez apologized. Luca is not offended by it. The same way, you know, kind of the same idea you were talking about. And he said that. And look, I don't I don't think any there should be statements made for near anything that yeah. you know statements are made for. But I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna make a statement for one thing, why would you not make a statement about that? Something so overt. And yeah. something everyone saw on public, te- you know, national television. Yeah. That, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. That was all. We got anything else? Well, I, I had one last thing just because we were talking about, you know, racial and cultural boundaries being crossed and the way that they're. Man, do us know. three white guys love getting deep into yes, we do. racial boundaries. Because we know everything about that for sure. White privilege <laughs> surrender. Um, so. There's a brewery in Canada that's on the hot seat right now. I don't know if you guys saw what I sent you. Hot seat. Hot seat. So this is a brewery. So the, the, the topic of this is a, is cultural appropriation, something that we have discussed. So I know it's, Big not exa- fan. it's not exactly the same as what we were just discussing, but because we brought it up, it just seemed like a natural fit. So there's a, it's called Hell's Kitchen in Canada. It's right outside of Calgary. I think, I think I've heard of Hell's Kitchen Brewery. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, I didn't hear about. I've never known about it until this story broke, and this and it's not just this brewery that that's being impacted by this particular branding mishap. But I'll stick to the brewery part. So they released a new beer, I think, earlier this August, and the theme of the beer. And Ty, I'm going to go to you here. Um, well, not go to you, but like just bring it up in terms of New Zealand. Okay, so their idea for this beer was to make it like a like like the using the language of the indigenous people of New Zealand I think it's the Maori it does yeah. that, does that yeah, sound? okay sounds right yeah so their language you know like Polynesian you know the Samoan Islands uh, New Zealand like that area that part of the world and they were using their lang- that you know language to name one of their beers and it was called Hora Hora so just an IPA, like again, like you, you read if you look at the can. I think in the article I sent is a picture of the can, but like palm trees and shit, like it goes right along in their minds with like you know, it's it's like that, you know, Pacific Islander, exactly. Yeah, and it turns out <laughs> that trying to help what they well, I was just giving a different idea of it, like Oceana, you know, that region <laughs> we, of we the got world. It. <laughs> okay. Well, I was trying to think of that, but yeah, but Pacific Islander. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jared. And so well, how they interpreted it, if they were to translate it in their minds, and by their minds talking about this brewery, they believed it meant feather. So they were kind of like trying to go with like light as a feather, like a session IPA, which is like a lighter, uh, not as heavy IPA. 
Turns out that it actually means a few other things in that language, one of them being pubic hair. <laughs> so the beer was called in, and I, I, don't, I think it was hysterical. It's pretty funny. So, and I think there was actually a jewelry company in New Zealand that did the exact same thing. They used, I don't think it was Hora Hora. It was something else. And it meant something totally different to, you know, anyone from that culture. And yeah. they were, they were super pissed about it. Cause again, cultural appropriation, people from one culture taking something, some dialect, some part of that culture, some aspect, and trying to put it to, to, to use in their own way without realizing what exactly it means. So now the beer pubic hair was getting a lot of pushback. And they, like I said, there were, I think it was a CNN article. It was like CNN travel reported on it, but then it brought me to a different article where I read it from. Um, but several other companies have been called out for doing something like this with that language because like the, the, the language barrier, I guess, is is hard to figure out because they thought it meant feather. I think it means like hair, but it's also interpreted as pubic hair. So it just kind of went along with that. So if you see- Do they any, get canceled? Do they try well, and can get canceled? I think, I think the attempt was made to cancel them. I don't know if it ever followed through. I don't Why, think that beer would be on the- pubic hair? I don't think that beer will be on the shelves, or at least they, they've taken it off the shelves, and maybe they're going to fix that name it, up a little Make bit. it a little cult following. Just, just a bunch of, you know, I love that pubic hair IPA. Like, you know, it's, it was just interesting to me. I thought it was just a, it was a it's funny. It's more of like a funny thing. Like, you know, yeah. it is, it is funny. It is funny. Nobody was offended by it, it sounds like. Well, if you read it there, there were some people that were, I think a lot of people just kind of laughed at it, but some, you know, I don't think a lot of people were like freaking out about it, but I think some people were like, come on, like you're just kind of using our language, our culture to name your beer something. You have no idea what it means. Sounds like those people. I'd be like, beer. yeah, it fucking sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. It does why sound cool, which is exactly why, which is exactly why they chose it. Right. So same reason I thought it was a wear kimonos. They like, look cool. What is this? Yeah. Like exactly. fucking appropriation. Who it's not gives a, real a thing. fuck? It's not a no. real thing. It shouldn't be a real thing, but that was my nice hey, way to talk um, about beer too in this podcast. Can I, nice. can I add one thing here? This is going to be quick. Um, but I, uh, I, I don't know if I sent this to you guys, but so, you know, uh, you heard about Kellyanne Conway stepping down. Yeah. This, yeah this today, yeah. right. And then her, uh, I think her husband's also stepping down. He's also in politics. Yeah. Um, so, dude, look at, look at this. This is, uh, this girl's actually had, like, some history in, you know, making news because she's, like, gotten in trouble on social media and stuff like that. It's is Kelly it her daughter? daughter. Is it daughter? A, yeah. that, well, yeah, I saw that tweet. Yeah. Um, and, dude, she posted, like, a video. I, I don't know what platform, it, you know, it was on. Um Maybe TikTok. Maybe TikTok. Um, you guys on the TikTok yet? No, no, dude. Li listen, I, tell me this isn't everything that's wrong with kids growing up these days. Listen to the way she talks to her social media following, of whom she's probably never ever met. You know, <laughs> in real life, I would say probably any of them. Yeah. Three. Two. One, five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Maybe you got to say the words TikTok. Seven, six. <laughs> <laughs> In three. Well, two, it'll, it'll come on in a second here. Right. But I, it, it is just, 
It, it is just. Oh. There we go. I'm probably still on this earth because of all of you. Like, and I'm really grateful for that. Um, and I'm really trying to manage my my Oops. situation. But um, I love you guys so much. Um, and I just want to say thank you for supporting me. If anybody has lawyers or um, anything, you can email me. Um, I'm going to be, uh, you know, taking emails on my email. It's cmconway5 at gmail.com. Um, that's cm, um, as in movie, conway5 at gmail.com. And if you have any information on pro bono lawyers in the New Jersey or D.C. area, oh I'd really, really appreciate it. Um, because this is really getting out of control and I have to get out of the situation I'm in. Um, and it sucks that I'm kind I'm of being used as a publicity parents. stunt. And if you them, it actually sucks. That's life, and I don't even know what to say right now. I'm just kind of just in shock. I'm kind of just like. Imagine talking into a phone like this. No, I can't even cry anymore. No, so I couldn't do it. Like, to crying, like I just can't. But please don't believe anything that you see, um, especially like my parents saying that they're doing it for the family. They're not. Like they're not at all. I'm literally giving you the tea. I'm giving you all the realness. The tea. They didn't say anything about this. Um, they literally just tweeted about it. Um, my dad doesn't care about me. He never. He's never cared about me. Um, he probably doesn't even know my middle name. Um, uh, which is really sad, but it's true. You know, he never really cared about me my whole life. He always belittled me when I was younger. My dad physically abused me a lot. Um, right here in this very room um and oh my, for my mom the same thing with my mom you know my mom got me arrested you know she's very very physically abusive um very very verbally abusive i've been belittled and badgered my entire life and i just said this, this is all one tiktok video you guys putting on this whole so, show yeah. you know they want attention so <laughs> TikTok you know, was quick. whole show of them leaving i guess isn't really gonna be effective you know i think they're just scared that i'm going to emancipate myself which i am i'm going to try <laughs> so here, here's one thing i'll say just just speaking from like like the kid's perspective because how old is she i think 15 I I Googled all right, it. 15 all right yeah. 15 so the kids <laughs> i work with <laughs> oh, i looked up her email so i could google it dude your eyes are they got elephants on those this <laughs> <laughs> isn't a rough day i don't all know right. why well i'll make i'll make my i'm listening quick, i'm listening but you're what good. I was trying to think was, it, it's crazy to see the transformation. Like back when we were that age, like, and I'm thinking like, you know, 13 to 15, there are lots of things. There are, there, there are so many things that I would think in my head. I would never in a million years share certain things with anyone other than like my closest friends and even probably not even them at that yeah. age, probably just my parents, kids these days, like kids these days, they're so desensitized because of the access to communication that they have that she, in her mind, like, I don't think she understands, like, dude, you're talking, I mean, I'm assuming she has a pretty big following. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm she guessing. does. So, I think she's like, like a TikTok star. That is some really serious information. And I'm not saying like 100% of that is true. I'm just saying that like, if it is true, if, if any of it's true, you're throwing that out there to millions of people. You're just like, and, and it's not even a thought. And because you're the Conway daughter, hundreds of millions of people are now going to see these tweets and videos. Oh my God. She, like, she knows that. 
And, and she knows that. And obviously, she's aware of that. But it's just – it's amazing, like, what kids will say. Like, what kids – like, my students, there's things that my students will never, ever tell me. Not that I expect them to tell me super personal stuff. All kids are a little different. But they'll, there's things that these kids won't tell their parents and their siblings and their loved ones face-to-face. But then they'll go on TikTok where – the world has access to this information and they will just be like Mussolini from the balcony. Just literally just spit Mussolini it out. From the oh, just, just, just like <laughs> just spit it out and just not stop and just reveal all this personal shit. It's just crazy. How... <laughs> That's what we need. Screen there from the balcony. Is, yeah. But yeah, it's that. So yeah, that I think that's it is the like, craziest part to me. It is like things that I think we would say to each other. Yes, say like, dude. oh, my fucking dad's an asshole. Right, or, yeah. Oh, my mom's being such a bitch. Or, you know we what would I mean? confide the, in each things, other. Things that, A, were definitely not true. We were just being fucking assholes. We were just you know dumb I mean? kids. We were just fucking, yeah, ungrateful little bastards. Yep. And we got it handed to us and didn't like it. And then so we would say things to like, between us. And now between us is their Nazi. Between us is between me and the world. Yeah, it's between me and my phone. <laughs> which gives me access to all these people who tell me I'm great. It's fucking insane. And in her it's mind, really she thinks up. that's helping the situation. Yeah. Like, oh, let me get this information out there. Dude, I'll tell you one thing. If I was her dad, talk about physical abuse. If I ever saw that video, I would holy lock her shit. in a closet oh with no phone. God. Getting the belt out. I mean, I, mean I, I almost feel strongly enough that I think social media should not be allowed until you're 18 years old. I know. Like, I, see, see examples that. like that, because like, you understand why she did it. She's a dumb young kid. We're all dumb when we're 15 years oh, old yeah. and have no mm-hmm. sense of reality, no sense of how the world works, or you no know sense, every, you most have every importantly, the repercussions of your actions. Mm-hmm. So we understand why she did it. But I guarantee you 10 years later when she's 25 or when she's 30, she's going to look back and regret that big time. And it's oh, also yeah. going to have a huge negative effect on her brain like i bet you these kids are and on her up, family at this point and, and her family but i think they're these kids are going to grow up almost with similar side effects to child how like movie stars have Jerry. or like they have this what no no sorry i was uh, i thought you were done keep it, keep it um where they just have this total false sense of self-worth driven by fake bullshit and yeah. like they just have no sense of like who they really are or what makes them happy and I think they're going to have really big mental health problems. And it's not even it's not even social media stars and people that make money off it. No, it's, it's every everybody. kid. I think it's every kid. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. kid who's not either socially aware enough or like even if our parents told us as kids, hey, you shouldn't do this and here's why. Like, I don't think we would listen. We're kids. No, of course not. Yeah. That's what Jared, you're supposed to do. Jared, uh, Jared, what were Uncle Ben's last words or last big words to Peter Parker before he – epically passed away with great power and tiktok comes great responsibility <laughs> and i really think that you know and i always tell this to my students that <laughs> you, you say, guys hey kids what a big well no, no 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 not no, that. no he just he he tries to play it off because he knows they'll never watch the movie so he tries to play they'll it never off watch the yeah, his Spider-Man. i've never kids. felt so old mr until... c always says <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility and i know like half the shit half the shit i tell them they're like yeah like whatever the like fuck off dude like because again because that's <laughs> what we all did when face. we were yeah. and yeah some of them have so no that, that'd be pretty epic but awesome. i always i always tell them like you guys don't realize like you guys there's never been a generation that's had this much access to 
expanded communication, information, than any generation that's ever existed in human history. And crazy they have take. What's that? Uh, that was crazy hot take. You think it's a hot take? I don't think it's a hot take at all. No, I mean, it, it's like, I, it's kind of just like an obvious no, thing. No, but is, is it a hot take to a 12-year-old? They, they don't think they, about it that they way. Don't, they don't think about that shit. So, like, a lot of the stuff I say is not hot takes to you and I, but it is to someone who's 12 or 13 that thinks they know every, everything and they don't realize the power of their words and, and, and the weight that they carry when you throw stuff out on the web like that. We never had to worry about that as kids. I mean, our, our extent was a – I had a Samsung, T-Mobile. Well, we used to text by just hitting – if I want to get the letter D in a text message, I had to hit the, the number one button four fucking times or three times. Like, it's just, it's, no, it was the number two button once. Was that number two? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was in, uh, I guess, sorry, I, f- I forgot about that. But I think it was the pound sign that had four letters. One yeah. of that four letters. Okay. I just so need to have was. a podcast dedicated as Adam's random thoughts that fly into his head and come out of his mouth. But it, is it random? It's not random if you think from my perspective. With the, without the, the kids, I deal with 12 and 13-year-olds on a daily basis. I deal with them more than adults. So yeah. naturally, I, I say a lot of so things just, that seem silly to us, but to a 12-year-old, they either have never heard it before. So you're speaking to 12, 13-year-olds language with us is what you're telling us. I'm giving you an example of what I tell. So, so his social and cognitive abilities have been retarded at the age of 13. <laughs> and the development. He he, well, he actually, no, he said the, he said, no, he you said the word correct that time. He's using the correct medical term. So you develop to the ripe age of 24 and then regress to the age of 13 and you're stuck there till retirement. Whatever that's makes you feel exactly better. exactly what he said. Whatever makes you That's it. It's 1,000% what I well, said. Well, it's paraphrased what he said. Yeah, yeah. He said, I, I say things that might sound dumb to you guys, but they sound really smart to my other friends. <laughs> forget that I'm a public school teacher. I don't work with adults like you guys. Oh. So, yes, my words, the words I speak to them and the things I try to tell them are things that we obviously know because we've had the life experience to learn these things. And I get the same, like the 12 and 13-year-olds, they're always 12 and 13-year-olds to me. They, they just move on to the next grade. And it's the same thing over and over again. So I do repeat myself with them a lot and they just, they don't understand the gravity of the power that they they have in their phones and they never will because we, we wouldn't either. And I'm not trying to say we would. We did until like thinking for myself, I don't think I really under started to understand what makes me happy and what doesn't make me happy until probably after college. And like knowing the difference between instant gratification and something that's like, a healthy version of happy. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. You're still yeah. mentally developing. We're, we're all still developing. Yeah, for sure. All of us. So it's hard to tell somebody that has all the answers. Hey, here's a different There's no way. No way Adam's head's getting any bigger. There's no way it's growing any bigger. They don't make hats already. any bigger. Dude, I, I can't fit into anything these days. But yeah, so it, it's just it's crazy. So I mean, she she's a fucking idiot. But we're all idiots at that age. Oh, it makes you scared to have a kid. Oh, I'm gonna beat the living piss out of my kid (laughs) when i think about this the the attitude i gave my parents oh god it makes drives me crazy just thinking about it i know right you were definitely a shithead back in the day so were you back in the day what's that adam was the worst i was a shithead yeah i feel like i wasn't as much of a shithead as you were no i I, I had my shithead moments nicest guy or whatever rob frattentano won that right 
Close second. Uh, great point, Jared. Thank you. Hey, there's only winners in superlatives. Yep. I could have been second to best all around, but they don't wasn't tell you. Ta- wasn't, ta- <laughs> wasn't talking That's about superlatives. Everybody. That's what I was talking about, superlative, when Rob Pratt and Chana won, and you said you came in no, second. No, I wasn't talking about superlatives. I was just saying that we all had shithead moments, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, Ty was definitely a little different than me and you. I'm just saying it's a little different. That's all. But we're all shitheads in a way at that age. I don't know. I think some of us are bigger shitheads than others. I think so, too. That's what you just said. That's what I just <laughs> said. I love you guys. <laughs>